Hello and welcome back to the E8 Sports Pod. And Nikola Jokic's 50-point performance for the Nuggets still couldn't stop the Kevin Durant and Devin Booker scoring duo as the Suns take a crucial Game 4 and tie up the series at two apiece. What it? What are your thoughts on the series, Nolan? First of all, wasn't that crucial? The, the Nuggets didn't need that. Crucial? That was for one. It was crucial for the Suns. Yes, it, it was wasn't crucial, a crucial for the Suns. Usually, you say like. I said. That it was, it I said the Suns took a crucial game four victory. It was. You said crucial you game think four. This, it wasn't. You think game Sun, four wasn't crucial for? It was crucial because I don't think the Suns are going to come down from a three-one deficit. Yeah, it was crucial for them, not for the. You said a crucial game four, like the whole well, game four was like. Okay, I'm teams. sorry for my non-perfect language. I guess I uh, will just have to work on that. But I think it was very crucial for the Suns to win that game, because coming, especially going against the number one seed, I don't think the Suns are going to be able to come down from a three-one deficit because, really, all of their firepower is Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. Yeah. They don't have that much else Chris Paul didn't help. play in games three and four. He I mean, that's the ones the Suns won, so. Yeah, but. Maybe just keep him on the bench. Yeah, he's not <laughs> even that good anyways. But he may not play game five either. Yeah, um, and I guess he w- he hasn't really been doing that much throughout the playoffs besides being the primary ball handler. Uh, which I actually think Devin Booker's done really well doing that um, while Chris Paul has been out. So, obviously, they're not going to try to keep Chris Paul on the bench for as long as they can, but um, it gives Chris Paul a little break. It gives the Suns, uh, I feel like, not a burst of energy, but like a relief that they can still play without their primary point guard. Yeah, it's kind of like a similar thing with the Heat without Hero, and they're still maintaining success throughout the playoffs. So yeah, it's really interesting. These teams, uh, they're getting their some of their best players injured, uh, and they're still making runs through the playoffs. Yeah. So uh, we're we're just talking about this. The Kevin, I was talking about how Kevin Book, wow, Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, they were. Um, uh, too much for the Nuggets to handle. And I think Kevin Durant and Devin Booker at this point are better than Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray. And I don't know it. Mm. I see you giving me a weird look. Yeah, it's a weird look because it's not I true. think it's, I think if it was just Kevin, um, and obviously they're not going to play 2v2s in the NBA, but if it was just Kevin Kevin Durant and Devin Booker versus well, Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray. Because Durant and Booker are better defenders. But this is a team sport, and the Nuggets have a better team. Why, why are you talking about two-on-two? Two? It doesn't matter. With Jamal Murray and Jokic together with the team around them is better than the Suns. I know, but what I'm what I'm saying is that if Kevin Kevin Durant and Devin Booker are both having a really good night, I don't think the Nuggets can win, even if what do you Jamal mean? Murray and Nicole Jokic are both having a good night as well. Game four... Devin Booker and Kevin Durant both had 36, 36 points. And yeah, then Jokic. And they won. Yeah. They only won by five points. Jokic had 53. Murray only had 28. Yeah, so the, 
all and, four players had a good game, and Kevin Durant and Yeah, you and said the they Suns can't won. win. It was a close game. It wasn't like it was any different. Look at... Um, maybe they can't... Maybe they can win, but I think they can't win a seven-game series. Look at, look at game three, too. I was, I'll say they can't 40, win a seven-game series. 47 for Booker, 39 for Durant. And they won. Jokic at 30 and Murray at 32. They played less. They played worse, and they only lost by seven. The... Nuggets duo played worse than the Suns duo. Well, the Suns still won. Okay. That's all that matters. And that was in Phoenix. They're not going to be able to do that in Denver with the altitude so you still there. Mile high city. Obviously, we disagree on who's going to win this series. Uh, I still have the Suns. Nolan needs the Nuggets to win because in his picks, he has them going all the way to the finals. No, just look at a point differential. 28 points when it's in Denver, Denver and, and the Nuggets' advantage. And then you look at only 12 in Phoenix. It's... Both games have been relatively close in Phoenix. You're right, but it's and still 2-2. Think about the depth. The, there's a huge depth advantage. Players off the Nuggets. I mean, yeah, that's the what Nuggets I was going to say. Bench the, can actually the Nuggets contribute. have a better depth. Yeah, I agree. But when the series winds, because they're going to just keep playing two games, like a game and then a day off and then a game and then a day off. That's they're not having the. They had a big break between games two and three. Because they played Monday and then they didn't play again until Friday. Yeah, and their next game is tonight, so it's gonna be interesting. I think the Nuggets. I actually don't know. This is. I think tonight is gonna be a really good matchup. Whoever wins tonight win, is winning the series. I don't know about that because a three-two series. Yeah. With if if the Suns players win, on both sides are super over. clutch and. Okay, yeah, but Good. if the Suns, if the Suns win, it's over because the next game is in Phoenix. And then if the, you're saying that no one can win on the road, I'm not saying that no one can win on the road, but I'm also saying that it's not going to be easy for um, Denver to have to go on the road, win, and then win a game seven two. I think it's going to be a really good series. I think either way, this is going to seven. I think the Suns are going to win in seven because Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, I think they're going to pull through. And oh, I think I'm going to have called I think the better, the better team's going to win. That's the Nuggets. So. Yeah. Whether uh, in six or seven, it doesn't really matter because the matter of fact is... The but the problem is, I think the reason the Suns are winning is because the Nuggets, at least in game four especially, they're uh, bench players slash role players. They're not really stepping up like the way they need to. Like... Michael Porter Jr., he's not playing as well in this series as he needs yeah. to. Aaron Gordon was playing very good at the beginning of the series, and he's been more quiet once the series went to Phoenix. But also, I, we were talking about this, I was talking about this before, but this series kind of reminds me of the Suns-Mavericks series last year and that the first two was on the road. They're on the road team. I mean, the home team wins both out of like the first four games. And it was kind of in similar fashion when Phoenix was the number one seed. Like, the Nuggets dominated the first two games, similar to how uh, the, the Suns, Suns dominated, dominated the Mavericks the last team, yeah. year. And then closer wins on on the road for the home teams in game three and four. So, and, but this year, that should so be. So now you give reasons why I'm correct. That's not and a correct. Like, well, actually, this year it's going to be a little bit different. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> Just saying, it kind of the Mavericks like won that series last year. Yeah, so, so it's saying technically, if this, <laughs> but it's not the same series. Obviously, it's just a random. At least they're on yeah. the different side of it. If it does end up unfolding like 
the Mavericks Sun series last year, but also I don't think that the Nuggets would get blown out in a game seven at home like the Suns did last year. Yeah, that's really unlikely to happen. Um, and I kind I, I kind of think that whoever wins this series will probably go to the NBA Finals. Um, yeah, I don't think that. I think the Lakers, which are they have a three-one lead against the Warriors right now. I think they can put up a really good fight against really either either this either the Suns or the Nuggets. But I think the winner of the Suns and Nuggets is going to go to the finals. Yeah, and if somehow the Warriors make it out, they're still not. They're going to get destroyed. I think they yeah, could the Warriors possibly get swept if they <laughs> they're struggling. If they right got now. out, if they somehow got out the semifinals, conference semis. So in the West, it's probably going to be either the Suns or Nuggets in the finals. In the East, um, it's looking like either the okay, Celtics not, or Seventy Six. Let's not get too far ahead. What do you mean? Let's not get too far ahead. I'm. Yeah. I'm trying to transition into... We're still talking about the Nuggets okay, series. Okay, whatever. What do you want to say about the Suns and Nuggets? Uh, I just thought it was crazy. The um, Nuggets were at a 72 to 46 points in the paint advantage in Game 4. And then the Suns still overcame that. They had they made... Uh, yeah, the Suns don't score in the paint. They score in the... They scored jumpers. No, they but they threes. they made six more threes and seven more free throws. But the, the thing is, the at the beginning of the series, it was horrible for the Suns. They were not shooting enough threes. They they shot seven for twenty three in um, game one. Or yeah, game, game two. one, and then in game two, they it kind of the they only had five free throws, so they obviously aren't driving to the rim enough to get fouls if you're only shooting that means you're shooting a ton of jump shots if you only have five free throws yeah which they made all of them but compared to the nuggets who were eight, 18 for 21 from the free throw line game two that just shows like the huge disparity and in game one i was we're talking about three pointers seven for the nuggets i mean not for the nuggets for the suns and 16 for the nuggets that's 27 point difference from the three-point line yeah. that's hard to overcome and if you're training twos for threes like they the Suns had a better field goal percentage, but since the Den- Denver shot, like the analytically, they did the better, better like, shots. An- took the better shots, smarter shots, and even if they didn't make it, they at least yeah shot the more threes, which is um and that I think that's better for the Nuggets, but for the Suns, who do you really have that's going to drive to the rim, like Devin Booker. Devin Booker, but who else? Campaign. Yeah, but really, those aren't Kevin Durant, those, Kane, those Kane, guys Kane, aren't Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. I think they're both better at pulling up. Um, Cameron Payne, yeah, he can do that, but he's really not going to be the guy that has the ball most most of the time. It's going to be either Kevin Durant. Well, yeah, or Devin that's because they don't have their team. So that's why it, you would think, I think they're taking, even though they're not shooting right by the rim the whole time, they're taking the better shots for them because those are the ones that are, yeah. They want. They're they're getting the shots they want. And then in game two, they when they were shooting the threes, they shot a lot more, but they shot a horrible percentage. But the Nuggets at least shot horrible from three two, so it didn't really matter as much. But then they started to be a lot more smart in games three and four. They shot more threes, and obviously they're making them, which helps. But yeah, it just like. <laughs> They at least like made the good adjustment to start shooting more threes. Okay. Whereas you're talking about like the team, um, them needing to shoot like jump shots all the time. But like they don't actually like. 
I don't know what you're trying to say. You don't think it's like a good shot to rely on the whole time? Well, a mid-range shot is obviously not good to rely on, but like... I think it's a good shot for them. No, Devin I'm Booker just saying they, they can drive, but they, 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 build their, the they just didn't build their like, roster great for, like, it's just so many a jump shooters. Yeah. They just don't have that many people that can attack the rim. Like, the Nuggets, like, Bruce Brown attacks the rim very well. Aaron Gordon does. Yeah, and Nikola Jokic, he doesn't really attack the rim, but he gets there. Yeah, he does. So, yeah. That's probably, like, a huge reason why they had so many pain points in Game 4 is because of Jokic. You're just... Yeah. Drive at them. All right. Um, to the east, I think the, the 76ers and the Celtics, I really think the winner of this series is going to the NBA Finals because the Bucks, they're already out. The Heat are up 3-1 against the Knicks. It doesn't really – the Knicks are looking like they're playing without any passion right now. Yeah. I feel like. But so, also, Brenson has been playing through injury. Randall's injured, missed a game then. He's been like, who knows Emmanuel how quickly he missed is. game four. Yeah, he missed game four too. So it's just been like, unfortunate health mixed in with just not playing great. Yeah, and it's not like the Heat have had, uh, the best injury, um, luck either. Luck either. Yeah, Tyler Hero. We already mentioned Tyler Hero is out. Victor Oladipo is out. Um, but the Heat, it just looks like they want it more. They do. Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Jimmy Butler wants it more than. Anyone and Jimmy Butler, he hasn't been the crazy hero he was uh, against uh, the Bucks, Bucks yeah. but he's been consistent in the games that he's played. Yeah. He's scored over twenty points each time, and the only game the the um, Knicks actually won that he are win this series three to one is where Jimmy Brush, wow, <laughs> Jimmy Butler, <laughs> Jimmy didn't, Butler play. didn't play. He rested because of injury. And so uh, the Heat, they're really just dominating the Knicks, and they're not beating them by that much, but they're dominating them. Well, I they feel did like dominate in a mental them. way. Game three, that was horrible. They for the Knicks, they lost. Why am I not playing? They lost one hundred five to eighty six. They only scored eighty six points. Their their defense that we're talking about. Has been their defense has still been good because like the Heat were scoring a ton against the Bucks and the Heat have scored the most they've scored is uh, one oh nine. Yeah, this they is kind of a lot. This was my concern for the Knicks before this series started in one of our previous podcasts. Um, I predicted the Heat would win this series because when I looked at the Knicks against the Cavaliers, they were scoring I think an average of like ninety nine, and this might not be right. Uh, this is just what I remember. I think ninety nine point six points per game. That's uh, really specific. Yeah, that's just I. That's what I think the number was against the Cavaliers. And the reason they won that series is because the Cavaliers didn't do any better. They but they scored. I think it was also the Knicks' great less. defense. But when you think about it, it's the Knicks had a. I I think they've had a lot better defense than the Cavs. Been the Heat have the best defense in the NBA. Yeah, that's they had one saying. of the worst just, offenses in the, the Heat NBA, and the but, Cavaliers' defense were kind of are similar yeah. in a way and so that's why I thought the Knicks would struggle and obviously they've struggled more than I thought they would but it's like a battle of just, both yeah. teams that play good defenses but the seemed like the Nuggets, not the Nuggets the Heat flipped the switch 
come playoff time, their offense all of a sudden clicked, even without Tyler Hero in the majority of his playoffs. Obviously, majority is in the entire playoffs except for about two and a half quarters. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't say it. Okay, whatever. But anyways, their offense hasn't done good. That is good in the second series, but they still have done enough to win every game. And they're basically performing how they did in the regular season this series on points per game. It's not like they scored that much in yeah, so the regular season. Through three games, through the first three games, uh in both the Nick in both of the Knicks losses, they shot twenty percent from three. And then in game four they shot I think about thirty percent from three. Uh which they also lost. And then in the game two win they shot forty percent from three. So I don't know how much of that is just because they were playing at home that one game, uh, or because Jimmy Butler was out, I feel like that shouldn't create that much of a difference. But if they're shooting well from three, you think yeah. maybe they can get back into this series? Knicks, well, that's what they're going to have to do. You see in game one, they were out six, made six less three-pointers. and then. But I also think the main reason why they're losing, well, like the pivotal part of the series is second-chance points. The game last... Last night was so much based on second chance points. In the fourth quarter, it was like I, th- I think that he had like nine second chance points compared to like zero for the Knicks. Every time that the Knicks almost closed out a possession, they would just yeah, and it. that's especially frustrating because Mitchell Robinson was doing so well on the offensive yeah. boards against the Cavs, and I feel like in this series he's kind of disappeared in a way. He was my X factor for this series. And I think I was right because he's disappeared and the Heat are destroying the Cavaliers. Well, yeah, there's a huge point last night in the game where the, I think, I don't know if he was either a pass or a miss, but Mitchell Robinson was right under the basket. And he could have grabbed that quickly and put it up for two points. I think it would have cut it to like five or three points. Like the game would have been a lot closer. Instead, he just fumbles it out of bounds and ends the possession. So what could have been two points easily ended up being the Heat ball. And that was like a pivotal part of the game. That just like killed them. It just continually last night. You just saw them getting beat on the glass. Yeah, it's just mental mistakes. I feel like and it's, the it's heat, mental mistakes. The heat wanted more offensive rebound, second chance points. That that stats usually shows the team that wants it more. Yeah, some of it has to do with size, but a lot of it has to do with just will. really the only player stepping up for the Knicks right now. Actually, two players I think of. Uh, I think. Uh, R.J. Barrett and um, Jalen Brunson. Those are the two players I feel like for the Knicks that they actually look like they want it. All the other players, it just it just Jaylen seems Brunson like hasn't done great. I know I mean, he hasn't done great, but I feel like he's giving it all. Yeah, but R.J. Barrett had a big game in Game One, but they still lost, and then. Julius Randle hasn't done great. He only did good in Game Two, but he like it seemed like he had he had like six turnovers I think last night. He's been doing not like you can't turn the ball over that much, especially when you're one of the main people. It just doesn't seem like he's been as dominant. Yeah, he's supposed to be the best player on this team, but Jaylen really, Brunson. it's looking like Jalen Brunson has taken over yeah. really in the entire playoffs. So well, far I thought it was all the season he was there. <laughs> yeah. All right, the other team in the East that whoever the Knicks and Heat winner will be facing, uh, the Celtics and 76ers, that game is knotted up at two. Um, uh, but 
the two games the Celtics have won, kind of similar to the Suns Nuggets, the Celtics have won by a lot more points. The Celtics, yeah. I I thought I wrote it wrote it down somewhere, but I guess I didn't. Celtics won by thirty four in game two, twelve in game three, and then the seventy sixers won by four in game one, one in game four. Yeah. So five compared to like. And th- this was 48. the worry. This was the worry I had for the Celtics. Not in Game Four because the Seventy Sixers actually uh, were leading the game most of the time, and the and the Celtics kind of came back at the end. But in Game One, the Celtics really fumbled the game away. Yeah, they, they had the lead late. And you talk about play down to competition. Game One was a prime example of that because the Sixers didn't have NB and Harden carried them with forty five points to win the game. Yeah, they they had to come back from behind too. They just Threw the game away in the most clutch parts. Usually, you expect Jason Tatum to show up, but it was James Harden playing like his former Houston self, making big. Yeah, Harden. He's especially the like basically game winning three pointer. He's coming really clutch, uh, in these close games. He had forty five, like you just said, in game one, and then he had forty two in game two, including a really clutch floater to send the game to overtime. Game four. Game four, sorry, yeah. A clutch floater to send the game to overtime and a clutch three with about 20 seconds left to give them the lead. So he's played really well. Um, Joel Embiid, he's in game four he had over 30 points. Um, I feel like if the 76ers want to win, James Harden, for one, he's going to have to keep doing what he's doing, but they're also going to need to get Joel Embiid a little bit more. Like, one thirty point game for four games in the series. Well, actually, more like he actually three because he, he missed uh, game one. He needs to be a bigger impact. Yeah, game fi- game two, he only had 15 points. And it's pretty sad when I was looking at who performed the best for them in game two. It's probably James Harden. He had 12 points, nine rebounds, and 10 assists. He almost had a triple double, but that's not a very impressive triple double when that's the best performance on your team. Like yeah. you need a, you need more from your MVP, not just your MVP, but the league MVP. It was his first game back from injury, so that cut him a little bit of slack, I guess. But not he doesn't deserve a ton of slack for that. And then it's both mostly been like James Harden. Three out of the four games this series has felt like James Harden was the best performing seventy sixer. Spy obviously. Yeah, and Embiid wasn't there for one of the games. Two out of these four games, he's been the best performing player. So yeah. Uh, Coming into this playoffs, we weren't sure what we we're going to get from him. He always seems like he disappears in the playoffs, but... Yeah, he's stepped up. So, good for him, at least. And it just... This is, like, what he's... Like, a lot during Houston, we wondered how he'd look like with, like, a legitimate co-star. Chris Paul was good. But, like, I'm talking about, like, dominant, someone that may even be close Like, for to, example, Joel Embiid. Yeah. Close to or a lot better than his level. And that's basically what you have here. And then he's... Like, him not being the main guy, or he's not supposed to be the main guy, makes him seem like he plays just yeah, so much Yeah, he's better. definitely been stepping up. Something that was actually interesting to stood out to me, uh, when we were doing the preview for this series, Nolan, you made a point. You were worried that the 76ers were going to completely out-rebound the Celtics because they destroyed the Nets uh, with... I don't remember if it was just rebounds in general or if it was offensive chance, rebounding. It was offensive rebounds. Oh, yeah, it was second, second chance, chance points. points. They were, it was like 72 to like 
16 or yeah, something, something like that. that. The Celtics has actually rebounded the 76ers by 18 boards through four games. Uh, so I thought that was interesting how Let's talk about the Celtics actually have been doing better at rebounding than the 76ers. Oh, the Celtics have been doing better? Yeah. Oh, I thought you said 76 But 76ers did have 19-9 in second chance points in game four, which is a huge point when those come down. So close. I guess maybe it's just the rebounds and not the offensive rebounds. Yeah. But also... Yeah. Talking about James Harden again, four steals in game four. <laughs> Not something you'd expect from him. I'm sure the steals weren't, like, really impressive, but at least that he's showing effort on the defensive end is a good sign from him, too. And when a yeah. game close like that, every single thing happens. Like, so many different random things count. Like, the small things definitely add up in a game that goes to overtime with 76 only winning by one point. Yeah, and I really like that, but... Still, the only two games that the 76ers have actually won um, have been when James Harden has scored over 40 points. So I don't, I don't think he can keep that up. I think, this, I, think, I think the Celtics still win this series. But James Harden, just because he hasn't scored 40 in a series, in a game you that... You think that... In a game you that told me earlier actually, you thought the Celtics were going to win the series too. I think, but I'm, I'm not saying that they can't. And I think... Sixers can win a game where Harden doesn't score 40 because MB could easily score 40. One of these games, you can just pop I off. think someone has to score close to 40 for the 76ers to win, that's, at least right now in this series. That's reasonable. You have James Harden playing like Houston for him. Then you have the MVP on your team. One or the other can at least do it two more times in this series. I don't. It's not it's completely unreasonable. You don't think that there could be at least two Especially more because Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown both haven't even been doing that incredible so i think the celtics are like we've been saying for a long time playing down to their competition they just need to yeah and i think they'll continue stick to their down. chin up and if you look at the actually series start playing last year i mean last series the hawks Celtics series they sh- seem like they should have lost game six or whatever and it's like if the hawks were just they came a back little and bit better were clutch and yeah but if the hawks were just a little bit better then they would have won. Like, no. <laughs> the Hawks were just a little bit. They would have won game six and forced a game seven. Maybe. And this is a lot better team, the 76ers. I don't see why you think that they're just playing down at their competition. There's not a huge difference between 76ers and the Celtics, as you try to say there is. I don't know. I think the 76ers are deeper than the No, no, no. The Celtics are deeper than the 76ers right now. And Tyrese Maxey. He hasn't been playing that great either. He had played good so. in game one, and then he hasn't done that much. But I think a huge factor is the three-pointers in this series. In game one, 76ers made seven more. And then game two, which was a huge blowout win for the Celtics, they made 14 more three-pointers. Wow. Whoever made, I, didn't, I didn't realize they made 14. But, I mean, I no, guess that more, makes yeah. – yeah, yeah, I guess that makes sense. They did blow them out by, like, over 30 points. So. Yeah, so I, I mean – Three-pointers obviously help a lot in games, but this could be one of those series where a team it goes cold, and that could cost them a series. Yeah, speaking of three-pointers, uh, the Warriors, I don't know, are you ready to move on to the Warriors? Yeah, versus, the Warriors, uh, they are losing the series 3-1, to one, and they are just shooting a barrage of three-pointers. That's mainly well, that's their entire game. That's, but the problem is... It's not really working for them. Cause they're down 3-1. Their only game that w- was won 
uh, was at home, um, and that's the only game that actually shot well. Yeah. So. Well, an interesting thing that's been like a theme throughout this series, it's the Lakers attacking the paint, Warriors shooting threes, especially Lakers free throws compared to Warriors shooting free throws. The Warriors are barely shooting any, and it hasn't really changed much. And the Lakers are getting a ton, so. But yeah. so so far they've proven that all the analytics of shooting a ton of threes doesn't always mean better yeah. things. So you attack and you dominate inside, you get more points in the paint and free throw attempts, and that can swing games in your favor as well. Yeah. So Steph Curry, he did have in Game Four a game a three point loss in Game Four. Steph Curry had a triple double. He had. I think 10 rebounds, 14 assists, and 30-something yeah. points. But he was 12 of 30 from the field. And I was looking at the shot chart for the Warriors versus the Lakers, and a, there was just a bunch of three-point misses. And it looks like Steph Curry had just missed just a bunch of pull-up threes. Yeah, but the good thing is they're going back to Chase Center, and they play very well at home. So if they can just so yeah, I think I think the Warriors can still force Game Seven if they get themselves back together. Uh, who knows what will happen in Game Seven? Uh, it's just the Lakers. I don't know. The Lakers look too dominant at this point. Yeah, they just seem like the size was a huge factor in Game Four. They started Gary Payton instead of starting. Kavon Lo- has been dealing with an illness too, so he's been coming off the bench. But they've switched up the starting lineups like several times during the series to try to figure out what's best because game one they started their regular lineup and it's like they had to go either big or small so they chose small and it hasn't that's really the problem the the off. Warriors for a long time they've gone small uh, and that's what they're used to and that's what they've won championships with but the problem is against this Laker team, the Lakers are unique in the, in that they have a really really good center and a really really good power forward, and that's really hard to really hard to guard uh, if you typically play small, which is what the Warriors do. So uh, the Lakers, I feel like they just have the perfect lineup for this series, and it's the Warriors that are going to have to be adjusting. Um, and obviously, Steve Kerr is an incredible coach, and so uh, we're going to have to see if he can be able to adjust because the Warriors can't lose again or they're out of the playoffs. And I feel like maybe not the it's the last year, but it's coming close to the end for the Warriors uh, with this dynasty that they've been a part of for the last, I don't know, about eight years. Um, if, they don't, if they don't win this series, I think the dynasty is probably over. Because Steph Curry's... He doesn't look like he's getting worse. Yeah, but especially with he is the new... ending. He is nearing the latter years of his career. Um, it's I th- I think this may be the last run for the Warriors. Especially with the new CBA thing and like the cap salary cap and all of that. Now the salary cap's even tighter, so it's going to be even harder for teams to build like dynasties. Of, yeah dynasties, especially for teams that have like very. Like, they're already paying a lot. Like, they're going to have to cut down salary really fast. And obviously, the Warriors roster isn't ready. Like, they're not set championship contending right now. And the roster's going to have to get cheaper. Or they're going to pay a huge luxury tax. So, 
But I think the series could come down. Well, it's basically already on. The Warriors are already on the brink. But between the two most inconsistent players, Clay Thompson and Anthony Davis, when the Anthony Davis shows up, Lakers play the really Lakers good. Lakers are unstoppable. When yeah. Up. But when he disappears, they can easily get destroyed. Same thing. The one game the Warriors won, Clay Thompson shot thirty. I mean, he scored thirty points, had eight three pointers, and a plus minus of twenty eight. Plus twenty eight. Yeah, plus minus. I said plus minus, but twenty eight, positive twenty eight. Yeah. Yeah. And they also shot fifty percent from three compared to twenty nine point four for the Lakers. So the Warriors. Yeah, it really comes down to the Warriors three point shooting. I feel like a lot of not even just the Warriors. I feel like it's so much has to do with Clay Thompson. Steph Curry, I feel like we'll get his own points. He's been the only consistent. Um, yeah, he's been consistent, but he's been very inefficient. At least in the games they've lost, like he's I was just also, saying, twelve for thirty. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, he's not been. He's not been efficient. But what can? Who else is supposed to be doing something at the same time? Like, are you just gonna give it to Andrew Wiggins or Draymond Green and have them? Do I something? mean, they have the pieces. Steph Curry is obviously the Jordan best shooter. Jordan Poole's also been a huge reason. Jordan Poole's not been playing good. All the Warriors fans are wanting him to bench him and trade him. And, like That's I see weird. so many. Complaining about him, even though... So, last year, he was a huge part of their title run. Well, not title, their championship, but... Yeah. All right. Um, Do you have anything else for... Really, anything for this NBA playoffs? Just, it's... I think it's been pretty good so far. Yeah. We've had uh, a few upsets. Uh, the Lakers being the Grizzlies and the Heat being the Bucks. Um, but really, the teams that we thought, besides the Bucks, the teams that we thought were gonna win uh, or go to the finals, they're looking like it's looking like that's gonna happen at this point. Yeah, he could make a surprise run. As well, AC I do ever- not think that he are gonna get any farther than the Eastern Conference Finals. Whatever you say, they're not gonna Jimmy, have. Jimmy Butler wants it. The only way the Heat uh, have a chance is if they close this out in five. And the Celtics-76ers series goes all the way to seven. And then the 76ers win. Otherwise, the Heat are not. I still think even have be, a chance. still think they can beat the Celtics because the Heat, Celtics still play down. Celtics in five. No, they play down get so that much. Heat, get the Heat if out the, of here. If the Hawks could take them to six, then the Heat can take them to seven. Actually, the Hawks beat the Heat, so. Okay, that was random. <laughs> Who, who's at a longer playoff On, run? Okay, I, I exactly. will say that I have underestimated the Heat. In our before the plan even started, I predicted the Heat would lose and not even make the playoffs. Yeah, so I, I thought they would. I apologize. I was wrong about the Heat, and I, I wish them the best of luck. And I know that probably sounds they're, pretty they're, stupid to say. Yeah, <laughs> you sound stupid, but they're also going to take out your championship winning team. So deal with well, that. <laughs> oh, I guess we haven't talked about our uh, points. We haven't really had a specific podcast for the points, but. Anyway, at this point, I'm three points ahead. Yeah, because we, we changed it to points. So, instead of games, well, because the games in all the regular season were worth, like, one point. Yeah, the playoffs are. Yeah. So, here's the exact points. I have 91 points that I've earned out of 80 poss- 83 points that I've missed, and then you have 94 and 80 points you've missed. So, but... 
It's Me really thinking, over. His his championship it's, team, it's, the Bucks, is already out. No, but honestly, I don't even know why we're still talking about the, the Celtics. Won't point. go far. She so. just named me the winner. It's, no, because the Celtics won't go far, and the Nuggets will the championship, and then you'll be gone and out with your picks, and, and you'll not know what to do. I won the NFL picks as well. Yeah, barely. I think it's. Well, it won't be barely for the NBA. Whatever you say. All right, so uh, we're excited about the upcoming week of NBA playoffs. Um, and next time we do a podcast, we'll probably be, I think all the series end, is it, it's either Sunday or Monday. Um, so next time we do our podcast, we'll be previewing the Western and Eastern Conference Finals.